From 12 News in Phoenix, Arizona, this is Downfall. The whole city of China is going to shut down for this game. We're ready to come out and show like the state of Arizona that Hamilton still has it. Similar to what happened in Penn State, people aren't going to want to be affiliated with that negative energy that's going on there. We believe that there is more than enough evidence. Hell on Earth, you know, would be a good way of summing it up. They're angry. Uh, they're upset that no one came forward. I don't know what I would have done different because we didn't know. I just want the Hamilton standard and name to be clear. Steve Bellis was under fire. He'd been stripped of his job as coach of the Hamilton Huskies. Six of his players arrested, one charged as an adult. Allegations of sodomy, sexual assault, all masks as hazing for initiation. A coach who would readily give interviews to the media hadn't been heard from since it all broke. Finally, Bellis did an interview, his only interview, to Brad Sesmat and Sports360AZ.com. When were you first made aware that there was an issue? Um, well, not so much an issue because we didn't know. There was a lot of that during the interview. We didn't know. It's a video interview for the online site. Bellis barely moves the entire time. He and Sesmat are sitting at a wooden desk, microphones in front of their faces. Bellis is wearing a black Nike polo. What he's not wearing is a Hamilton Huskies shirt. The entire time he sits at the desk, hands far out in front of him, hands clasped, fingers intertwined the way people do when they're praying. Those hands stay at the same spot on the desk. I was the captain of the ship. Um, I'm the one being held responsible. And, uh, you know, uh, that's just the way it goes when you're the guy in charge. And as the guy in charge, Bellis told Sesmat he tried to get to the bottom of it. He said it came as a total shock to him when the arrest came. Bella said he knew the investigation was going on. There's no way he could not. Cops had visited to take statements, but he said that was a long time ago. He said he had no warning that police were about to make arrests. We thought really the case had been shut uh, because we didn't think there was anything there. Uh, every time we had talked to a kid or even to our group, there was no, no, nothing, nothing, nothing. When you simply get no, 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 and you're like, okay, then this must just be a lot of hearsay and stuff like that. The cops got a lot of that too. The court paperwork talks about possible witnesses who didn't want to talk, victims who didn't want to cooperate. But experts told us that's not uncommon. Some victims just want it all to go away. Remember Hank Neuer, the guy who's been investigating hazing cases since the 70s? We talked to him back in episode two. He watched Bellis's interview too. It's hard to dislike the coaches. I saw the interview with Coach Bellis. Seems like a decent person. Uh, you know, uh, as, as a coach, of course, he was uh, quite professional uh, and with the with the teams. Uh, over time, I've seen so many coaches lose their jobs, and some of them very, very bitter. Others uh, just devastated because this was their great love. The last question to Steve Bellis during his interview, what would you have done differently? I don't know what I would have done different because we didn't know. <laughs> I think I, I can firmly say that at night when I put my head on my pillow. But that's the great discrepancy in all this. Bellis kept claiming he didn't know anything was going on, but said he kept asking his players about it. He admitted to hearing the rumors, to knowing that something may have been going on, but then said he didn't know for sure. The timeline of when he knew and what he knew was sketchy. Hank Neuer, who I'm starting to believe has seen pretty much everything before, has seen this too. When that line is crossed and it appears, even appears, to be criminal hazing, meaning improper touching or insertions, uh, 
meaning alcohol is involved with juveniles, the police have to be called um, because essentially coaches, uh, administrators are maybe great educators, but they're not law enforcement and they're not very good at it either. As we've seen in this case, they didn't get answers that the police were able to get. High School Sports at Arizona is run by the Arizona Interscholastic Association, or AIA. They determine eligibility, they run the tournaments, leagues, playing schedules, everything. Over the last few years, they've even taken the lead in developing and using concussion testing on high school football players. It was a big deal. One of the NFL's leading neurologists is a doctor at a hospital in Phoenix. Now bear with me, this will come back to Hamilton. The concussion protocol is called the Brain Book. According to AIA bylaws, every single student who plays sports, any sport, has to complete the Brain Book. It gives doctors a baseline for every player to measure against when someone gets hit hard. The Brain Book is also a research registry for doctors to be able to learn more about concussions and their effects. It took a long time, a lot of work, and a lot of cooperation between the hospital network, doctors, the AIA, and even a medical school. Dr. Javier Cardenas is one of the leading head injury doctors in the country. Using uh, a Skype-like tool, we can be on the sidelines, we can be in the athletic training room, we can be in the locker room to evaluate athletes after an injury. They've had tens of thousands of kids go through the concussion testing protocol. According to those researchers, one-third of all high school senior athletes in Arizona have had a concussion. And I'm telling you all that to tell you this. The AIA told us they do nothing to enforce an anti-hazing policy. They don't require any training for coaches or students. And while one-third of high school athletes in Arizona may have had concussions, the most comprehensive study of hazing shows half of all college freshmen say they were hazed in high school. AIA Director Harold Slemmer. It's not something that if I had a meeting and I asked everybody, uh, what do you know about hazing? They don't know that clearly it's not part of our culture. It's not part of our program. It's a state law. I mean, the state law prohibits hazing. Slumber told us they trust the districts to enforce state law, and districts do have their own anti-hazing policies, written in handbooks that are given out to the students. We found Hamilton's 2016-2017 student handbook. It has the word hazing twice. Both times, it's in a description of harassment. I asked reporter Charlie Edsidy to read it for you. Harassment, intentional, disruptive, or threatening behavior by a student to another student, includes but are not limited to stalking, hazing, social exclusion, name-calling, unwanted physical contact, unwelcome verbal or written comments, photographs and graphics, harassment, direct or indirect, may be related but not limited to race, religious orientation, sexual preference, cultural background, economic status, size, or personal appearance. Now, after the arrests, after Bellis was relieved of his team, after the victims have come forward, that hazing policy is almost a page long. Here's what it is now. Starting from there. Yeah. All the way to there. Wow. Yeah, so clearly there's significantly more details in the definition of hazing compared to what you just showed me. It was maybe two, three sentences long, and now you've got pages and pages and pages 
outlining protocol, defining different terms, what constitutes hazing versus harassment. So yeah, it looks like the school district is taking a very serious look at their policies and has made significant changes. Charlie, who's covered this story more than any of us, also talked to me about the possibility of more victims and why they aren't coming forward. Even today, there are people who doubt the ones who have come forward. I think that the notion that there are more victims out there who aren't willing to come forward speaks to the atmosphere in that locker room and maybe with that entire program where there was a precedent, maybe an unspoken precedent set that we're a team and nobody rats anyone out, period, or well, else you will no longer be a part of the team. Well, and I was getting pushback from parents. You know, even the first day when we were, you know, trying to talk to people and say, what do you think about this? The immediate response was, I don't believe it. We're still getting that. Yeah. And... I think that is pretty surprising for me just given, and you as well, the degree of reporting that we've done on this, to be this far along in the process. I mean, we've got a police department recommending criminal charges not only for the head coach, but the principal, the athletic director, and it's surprising to me to still hear parents standing by these individuals um, and in a way suggesting that these victims are lying or maybe making this up and so you know it's a just a it's it's been very interesting to see where all of the pins kind of fall because it was one of those things where you think about it and you go there's no way there's no way that he could he could know something and right. not say anything right like you know that's that's a fireable offense that's oh, a totally. crime that's yes and then if you're the head if you're this level of head coach how do you not know what's going on on your team so exactly of course everybody thought there's no way this could have been going on. Then, weeks after the first story and the first arrest, it happened. Breaking right now, Hamilton High School's former football coach and principal may be facing criminal charges connected to claims of hazing within the football program. This comes almost four months after allegations first came to light. Chandler police recommended criminal charges against Steve Bellis and Hamilton High's principal, Ken James. He was the one who spoke at that healing event at a bar in Chandler. You know, we want to unify this community with our school because um, we, we just need the support. When it's all said and done, all of your questions will be answered. But the questions were just beginning. Next time, police hand down more charging recommendations. The victims lawyer up, headed for court, and we get a massive paperwork dump. Downfall was produced by 12 News and me, William Pitts. Special thanks to Charlie Edsity and Ryan Cody. Visit Downfall online at 12news.com downfall.